transition that are made by you guys and Christina. Notwithstanding, she's got the weight of the world on her shoulders. Um, but that's what I get off on. It's what you be become by using what you've learned from me. Um, I'm hoping that you all translate it into money. Because I know what money will do for all of you. Money will give you more choices. But some of you may decide not to do that. Again, that's your choice. That's not my choice. But the system was set up to be successful, to start with no money, nay money, and build it into a fortune in a short period of time to do what it would normally take three or four generations to do in between five and ten years. Some people have done it in between three and five years, but certainly no more than seven to ten years. I want you to go out and live life on purpose. Most of you have lived life by accident. And you don't need me whether we're speaking in Romanian, Norwegian, Austrian, which is a half-assed German, or Swiss, or Hebrew, or Russian, uh, to tell you there's a big difference between accident and on purpose. We all know the difference, or English for that matter. Uh, or Texan. But I want you to go out and live life on purpose now. Because, as I said many, many times, you can't use the excuse, I don't know how to do it. You also can't use the excuse that Chip told me this, because now you've heard it from my own lips. And you've heard me beat my chest for six days about what your capabilities are. Whether you're young like Andre, or old like Ricardo, it's hard for me to call Ricardo old because I don't think he's old, I think he's young. But in this group he's old. Have you ever been the oldest in the group, Ricardo? No. <laughs> no, normally he's the youngest in the group. But uh, we, got some, we got some real youngsters here. Um, now, I'm going to go, we're on YouTube now, and I just want you to go, go around and just point the camera at him and just say your name and where you're from. Last name too? Yeah. Robert Smith, LA. Chipian Pinta, Bucharest. Cristina Moroshan, Romania. Kolle Beckmann from Bremen, Germany. Patrick Leipold, Austria. Freya Sava, Romania. Andrei <coughs> Hasna, Romania. Ricardo Moriti, London. Steve Gray, Dallas, Texas. Joseph Balabanowski, Israel. Sure, Omdalen, Norway. Paul Marcus, Österreich. Father George Voroshan, Romania. Okay. <clears throat> A diverse group. The youngest group we've ever had. If I don't do what I've always done, I'll get what I've always gotten. Doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results is insanity. You've got a new methodology, you've got new precepts, you've got new processes, you've got new procedures. And when we start the monthly calls, come July 1 or thereabouts, I'm going to be beating you like a rented fucking mule. And you can't wiggle off the hook. Because I won't give a shit, friend, what your excuse is. I just won't. So, and same for Joseph over there, who's trying to be quiet and slip under the table. 
And the same for Steve and Ricardo. Now, we all know that I'll be beating Chip. There's no question about it. <laughs> I mean, if I get a billion or not, you'll be beating Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're right. Whether you make a billion or not, I will be fucking getting a beating. Okay? Some people, some people just... It's more prepared. Yeah. Just, just deserve it. Just, some people just like a beating, you know? Chip is one of those people. He likes a beating. And so he came to the right place. You know, and he's not even English, Ricardo. Okay, he's not even a product of public school, and he likes to beat. So we're gonna have some fun on these on these monthly calls. I found my passion, and I wrapped my career around it. It's your turn. I, my passion now is teaching others. It's now your turn. Giving you the benefit of the doubt that your passion is what you're doing now. Now you're gonna wrap a new form of career around it, and you're gonna go forward. And I'm going to push you, if I have to push you, pull you, kick you, spit on you, whatever it takes. It'd be tough to spit through the phone. But anyway, <laughs> but uh, maybe, maybe I can have get a, uh, some sort of a cyber phone to be able to do it. Because when you send me those goals, I'm, those aren't concrete for me. And I'm going to compare them against your past goals, your new goals, and I'm going to push you towards those for the next year. The path that is your destiny is yours. We can't spell success without you. We can't spell success without you. And remember, success only comes first in the dictionary before work in the dictionary, excuse me. Success only comes before work in the dictionary, not in real life. The distance between insanity and ingenious is a measure by success. We already have one insane person in the audience. Chip. <laughs> you must kiss a lot of frogs. Remember, 95% of the time, what are you spending your time doing? You're looking at deals for finance, and you've delegated out to professional managers. <laughs> professional managers, the responsibility of leadership and, uh, and, and management on a day-to-day -day basis. Come on, baby. Just one little kiss. I swear I'm a prince. Trust me. Look at this face. Would I lie? No. I don't have a girlfriend. I love you. Of course I'll respect you. I'm not... I'm not like all those other guys. I swear. That could be the king of gypsies instead of the king of frogs. <laughs> Everything is possible for him who believes. Mark 923. Anthony Roberts. Now... Um, we're going to show this tonight, but this is Anthony Robbins interviewing a 108-year-old woman who is a survivor of the Nazi Holocaust. She lives, I believe, in uh, outside Munich. She plays the piano, practices four to six hours a day. She's 108. She's as lucid as anybody in this room. She speaks almost perfect English. And it's a great interview, but it shows, and they ask her, how did you survive the Holocaust? How did you survive the concentration camps? And she said, she said, stay focused. She recommitted her life, and she thought good thoughts. Well, I'm not telling you about the thought, good th think the good thoughts part, but I am telling you about refocus and committing to a new lifestyle. It's a, it's a great deal. Okay. Now, some of you that are European, or Slavic are going to want to come back and go back and take a day off. And now before you ask me or you write me, this is what I want you, I want, I want to read to you. A day off. So you want a day off. 
take a moment to look at what you're asking. There are 365 days available for work. There are 52 weeks per year, which you already have two days off each weekend. Not if you work for me, but anyway. Leaving, two, <laughs> leaving 261 days left available for work. You spend 16 hours a day away from work. That accounts for 170 days. There are 91 days left available for work. You spend 30 minutes each day on breaks that account for 23 days each year, leaving 68 days available for work. You spend one hour a day for lunch. That accounts for another 46 days per year, leaving 20 days available for work. You take nine holidays per year, leaving 11 days available for work. You take 10 days vacation each year, leaving one day available for work. No fucking way are you going to take a day off. So you want a day off. Forget about it, you lazy bastard. I want you to go out and grip it and rip it and take no fucking prisoners. This is the average work week for US, Italy, Britain, France, Germany. We, uh, I couldn't find Romania because they don't have any work week. <laughs> okay. The weeks, weeks vacation required by law, and you notice US is zero. Okay, but the actual weeks, seven weeks in France, 7.8 in Germany, 6.6 .6 in Britain, 7.9 in Italy, and 3.9 in the United States. This is average annual work, weeks of work, week vacation, etc. Needless to say, the U.S. works the most in Britain, um, and uh, Germany and the rest are about the same. <clears throat> Who are great-grandparents have such fond memories? Okay, natural prescription for old, old people. How many have great-grandparents that are alive? How many have grandparents that are alive? Okay. Now this is, this is something that uh, you probably don't know because you're not old enough. Back in between 1890 and 1910, heroin was sold as a non-addictive substitute for morphine. It was also used to treat children suffering from strong coughs. This is by Bayer. Bayer is a big German company, right? Coca wine, anyone? Metcalf's Coca wine was one of the huge variety of wines with cocaine on the market. Everybody used to say that it would make you happy and it would also work as a me me uh, medicinal treatment. <clears throat> Maltine, produced by the Maltine Manufacturing Company of New York, it was suggested that you should take a full glass with, with or after every meal. Children should only take a half a glass. <laughs> Paperweight promoting CF, Bohinger, and Schoen, a Mannheim, Germany company, they were proud of being the biggest producers in the world of products containing quinine and cocaine. The 40% alcohol plus uh, 3 grams of opium per ounce, it didn't cure you, but it did, uh, it, it, but you didn't care. <laughs> opium for asthma. Cocaine tablets. All, all stage actors, singers, teachers, and preachers have to have them for a maximum performance. Great, great to smooth the voice. Christina, we're going to get you loaded tonight. <laughs> cocaine drops for toothache. Very popular for children in 1885. Not only did they relieve the pain, they made the children very happy. <laughs> opium for newborns. I'm sure this would make them sleep well, not only the opium, but also the 46% alcohol. It's no wonder they called them the good old days. <laughs> Everybody was stoned. <laughs> and now we have Chip. It gets better. And you wonder why I tell them to take this shit off Facebook. 
Now we only put the pictures that you can see in mixed company. He's got other pictures. I've enjoyed it. I believe that's it. I've enjoyed it. We've had a good time. Um, tonight, um, you're going to be interviewed in your kilt uh, to talk about your experience here. For those of you that have come back for the second time, you're going to be interviewed and asked to compare the second time to this time. Um, and um, the, uh, tonight we have the uh, champagne cocktail hors d'oeuvres. Um, obviously, we have a big uh, celebratory dinner. I think we're uh, piping the piper, haggis. piping the haggis, mm -hmm. and a bunch of other Scottish traditions. That um, uh, for those of you that aren't Scottish, uh, uh, you'll be surprised to see what happens. For those of you that are English, you'll know why you think the Scottish are fucking nuts, <laughs> nutters, as they say. <clears throat> and um, tomorrow morning, I still see two of you. Uh, Marcus, okay, um, and Koja, and, uh, and tonight, you know, I want you to enjoy yourself, and if you have any trouble putting on your kilt, uh, the pleats go in front, right? No, fleet, pleats to the back. Pleats to the back, okay. <laughs> Shows you what I know after almost 30 years. Um, but if you have any trouble, go down to the kitchen in your underwear, and the girls will help you put it on <laughs> for you, if you're wearing underwear. And if you're not wearing underwear, the girls have seen that too. Um, any questions before we close it up? Yeah, Chip. You said management, leadership, or playing. Okay. Um, okay. Exactly what you tell me what you want, and we'll do it. How do you assign a project? I mean, what's the structure? And I mean, how do you? I mean, for example, I need to to make some changes right now in marketing. You know, and I mean, I want to assign something to try. How exactly does the Process well, you start by giving him a fucking beating. Since he's sitting right here, <laughs> you start by giving him a beating. That's how you start. Okay. Okay. Get you tell me what you and I'll I'll, I'll show you how to do because I'll do it to, for you. Okay. I tell believe me. I believe that uh, marketing should uh, start calling at least ten people per day to start uh, selling them products that they that they can come up with product ideas and afterwards they can say oh, it was only a test. But this way we will test ideas and actually get um, more in in touch with the customer faster. Okay, where, where, who, who's got... Okay, is go management my, my objectives? Because it sounds to me like... No, no, it's not. Yeah. It's management the opposite way. He's yeah. telling you. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to show him how to do it anyway. Okay. <laughs> so you want him to call who? Customers. Co which customers? That uh, we generate. That we generate through, through a, a lower ticket product. We want to, to try... So these to are ideas. guys that are already on your customer list that have bought, some, bought yeah. something else from me, correct? Yeah. Okay. So you want him... Yeah, and or his team yeah. to yeah. call physically on the phone a customer that has bought, give me an example, bought what? Uh, let's say uh, um, a survival product. Survival product, okay. And upgrade into another idea that comes from the marketing. So basically we want to cut the, the cycle of testing the, the ideas because... Ah, so you want a, a guy that has already bought one of your products yeah. to suggest to you a new alternate product, an additional product, no, what yeah, well, he wants is that the team didn't, didn't calls these guys and tests various ideas, tries one pitch or another pitch, and then we see what works. Okay, as opposed to doing a marketing letter and seeing what they respond yes. to. Yes, yes. Okay, so do you have these ideas for other pitches? Not yeah. yet. Well, we have the scouting. I mean, usually marketing comes with ideas for products. 
But we can we can run. This is him and his team comes to who? Yeah. To him or to you? To me. To you. And they come with five ideas, and then you cherry pick the ideas, or you actually. Yeah, we decide which one's more. Okay, powerful. so they come for three. Give me one. Give me one idea. They come to you with a survival idea. I give you one uh, before. It was uh, about turning your home into a fortress. Okay, so they're going to turn their home into a castle. Yeah. Okay. I mean, with real sandbags, guns, and shit like that. Metaphorical fortress. Okay. Okay. So they're going to have... Get impenetrable in case there's a, a riot or... Okay, and what's the cost for this? It depends. I mean, uh, it depends on what we're giving. But let's say it's a, it's a DVD series and it costs uh, $197. Okay, so we're going to uh, sell to them for a 200 bucks, 197 bucks, a DVD that shows them how to turn their house yeah. into a fortress. A fortress okay. And so we're calling a customer. Andre's a customer. You bought some product. Andre, this is Mr. Uh, Doofus Rufus from uh, XYZ uh, Company. You're a happy customer. Thank you very much. We appreciate the business. Uh, we're very much interested in expanding our product lines. We know that because you are a satisfied customer, that the best ideas come from existing customers. Okay? Wouldn't you agree with that, Mr. Doofus? Of course, Mr. Yeah, okay, thank you. Okay, you get them to say yes. The first, so the first two or three questions, there's two or three more questions, you get them to say yes. Okay, this is, this is like insurance product sales. Okay, now, uh, uh, if I could show you a way that you could turn your house into a fortress for $197 and keep it free from scum, rats, and pigs that might try to overthrow the government in the next few years, or kidnap your children, or burn your house down, would you be interested in that? Sounds interesting. Yes, very good. Well, we have a, uh, we have a product. It's a three DVD, 60 minutes per DVD, that we can special delivery to you tonight, that you can have in 72 hours, for five payments, do you do payments? Five payments of $29. Um, would you be interested in that? Can I, can, I, can I please have your credit card? Or can I use the same credit card you used before? That would make it a lot easier and get you a lot quicker. Yes. Okay. And then if he says no, then you go to the next product. But I go to the next product anyway. But while I've got you on the phone, while I've got Count Dracula, while I've got you on the phone, I, I just like to bounce this idea off you. This, the paperwork's already on its way. I'd like to bounce these two additional ideas on you. And then I'd pitch him on another one and see what he thought. You've left him off the hook that he's not going to have to buy it. Left him off the hook and ask him what he thought. Then I'd ask him another idea and ask him what he thought. Then tomorrow, I'd follow up. So before he gets buyer's remorse, I'd follow up the next day and I'd call him back again. Mr. Count Dracula, hi, this is Dan Pena again. Remember? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you very much. You know, it's already on your way, but I just, I wanted to just make sure I understood my notes based on what your op opinion or your idea was on the other two products. So I'm just going to repeat it again. If you have a minute. Yes, thank you very much. And I do it again and again. And then I might, depending on the conversation, depending on how smooth your guys are selling or on the phone, I may sell them another one. Now, I wouldn't load them up with all three. Because I have, there is some, uh, you know, honor amongst thieves. 
I wouldn't, I wouldn't load him up on all three. <laughs> but I'm a good enough salesman. I can load him up with all three. I doubt very much if you guys that are calling could load him up with all three. But I call back so he doesn't get, you know, and we're not doing anything bad. We're not, you know, there's no, you know, there's no chicanery here. Assuming that there's real products, you know, and you're selling them stuff. Well, uh, Chips's question was about how do you assign the task, basically. Okay, well, I assign the task. I, let's say I'm you. Yeah. Okay, Tran. Um, we know that we have to have additional results in marketing, okay? Right now, our pipeline of marketing products takes too long, okay? If we learned anything at the castle last week, we learned that take action as quick as humanly possible. A methodology, uh, one method to do this is to shorten the time, the marketing time. Um, I'm, I'm, I'd ask him, are you, do you agree that calling these guys is a better idea? We're getting back to management of our objectives. Do you agree that calling this guy is a better idea than having to go through the process of writing copy, getting two or three guys to write copy, then picking the one guy? Would you agree? In this particular case, no, I, I would not. Okay, why wouldn't you? Tell me why. Because I think we have bigger priorities right now. I don't think you can, uh, this is the best use of the marketing manager's time. Market manager being you? Me, being me, yeah. Okay, well whose who's time do you think it's uh, better use of? The copywriter's time. Okay, so, so the copywriter... Yeah, the guys who actually write the copy and who are in, in the trenches. Well, do, but yeah. isn't and that who's going to be doing the calling anyway? No, yeah. The, the task was that everyone, including me, should do the calling. Okay, well he's got a point. I'm not, I, I, I'm not sure I disagree with him. I think it's probably it's better use of the time of the copywriters mm -hmm. to make the calls and not him, but him to monitor. And read reports and suggest ideas and give feedback. And, yeah. yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. But it's still the same premise that when you ask... No, no, but this for the sake of the... Yeah. I would ask them, you get them on board by saying, so this is why I asked, like, is this management by objectives? Wouldn't a better way be, like, we're looking to, uh, we want to speed up the uh, decision making or results or... And ask them, how would you do it? How would you do it, yeah. Yeah, well, it, it, it can, but since you've already been here and you've done all this, mm -hmm. now you go back, how long is it going to take you to ask them? Mm -hmm. How, uh, you know, how do we shorten the marketing time to get <clears throat> tests? as opposed to writing copy and looking for getting back results. Uh, how, how, how are we going to ask the copywriters? We're, now this is something you should do in person. Where are the copywriters? Uh, we have some copywriters. Some of them are in, in Romanian office. Okay, well then you can, you yeah. can do it one-on-one. -on -one. Yeah. Okay, well then this would be something I do one-on-one, -on -one, but I do it on Monday or whenever you're back mm -hmm. as quickly as possible. But they're going to they're gonna tell you that they don't think it's best use of their time, because you didn't hire them to make them fucking phone calls. You hired them to, to write copy. I've had copywriters. I know exactly what the fuck they're going to tell you. They're going to, you know, they may tell you, they may say to go fuck yourself. No, they won't. They're already doing something similar to this. Not making actual phone calls, but uh, chatting, live ch chatting with them. Yeah, nice but live chat, chat support is nothing like talking to of people course. on the phone. And they're Romanian. I mean, the accent sounds like... Like Dracula for some, so be funny to call Steve and Dallas and pitch him on some survival product. But anyway, it, it can be done. So and Dracula can survive anything. 
Yeah, it's doable. So, but, but, but aren't they going to complain because that's not what they were hired for? No, because uh, a copywriter will understand that they're, they're not, they have a sales job. It's either in print or on the phone. Well, it is. The job isn't to make sales. The job is to gather intelligence. So if we, if we find out that uh, uh, a pitch works, we can always hire someone professionally. Uh, to make the, the, the well, if you really want the best results, then I wouldn't have a copywriter do it. I'd hire the professional to do it the first time out, because you're going to get shit results. Because if they do all sound like Dracula, then they're the wrong guys to make the calls. Mm -hmm. And these people that buy the survival products, they're in America? Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah, 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 of course. Okay, well then, I mean, they don't want to hear Count Dracula. Mm -hmm. You know, and if you hear Count Dracula, you might get a chargeback. <laughs> So no, you gotta hire you gotta hire a telemarketer. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I thought you had some. Well, you don't have t telemarketing support. You know, the guys don't answer phones. We're in the process of testing this. We just started it. Okay. Well, I mean, I, I, I you know, again, they don't want to hear Count Dracula. So where are you testing it? What country? Oh, the U.S. The telemarketer. Oh, yes. Okay. Uh, but basically, I mean, I want this to also be a process of developing better copywriters because many copywriters. Right, but without knowing salesmanship, and they don't know exactly how the what are the hot. Well, buttons. isn't it better just to get better copywriters? I mean, I told you, you got to fire ninety percent of these fucking bums. I mean, you keep going back to retraining the shit, the dregs that you got the first time. I mean, you got you got to cut the umbilical. You 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 got to you got to suck up your pantyhose and say, we made a mistake, we fucked up. It's the wrong fucking people. Instead of trying to reinvent the fucking wheel with the same fucking people. First of all, they should be English speaking, not Count Dracula. Although, I mean, Andre did it all right. But I mean, these are Steve from Dallas, Texas, and me from Los Angeles, California. We don't want your fucking Dracula. If we want Dracula, we'll look at Bella Lugosi in the goddamn movies. Forget making these guys better. I mean, goddamn it. Forget making these guys bigger copyright. Just hire better copywriters. It's simple. Well, to me it's simple. And it's certainly not simple to you guys because we're right back where the fuck we started. We've born from many copywriters. What? We've born from, from many copywriters. Okay, well you're talking about having the copywriters that aren't giving you copy that you're satisfied with. To make them better copywriters by being on the phone. They're not going to be better copywriters by being on the phone. They're going to be intimidated because they can't speak English properly. They're going to be nervous. They're going to have high anxiety, like we talked about. And you're not going to solve anything and you're not going to prove anything. The best bet is to hire fucking new copywriters that you don't have to try to retrain. And if you're going to make calls, have them made by English-speaking real professional call makers at a call center to test the problem. I mean, you can outsource this in shit, 24 hours. I want five people making calls to the United States of America with this script. It wouldn't even take 24 hours. You can get, uh, uh, whatever they call those things, you can get in five.